0: Hello and welcome to the Permaculture Podcast with Scott Mann, a listener-supported program. My guest for this episode is Jasmine Svegra of the Permaculture Action Tour. During our conversation today, we talk about the tour and how it can be used as a model to expand the reach of permaculture to even more people through music and art and use the energy created from those programs to create regenerative activities the next day. Following this example, Jasmine and her team were able to impact 33 cities in 40 days, holding a concert one evening and creating permaculture installations the next day by plugging in to attendees and having them lend a hand. These were not small efforts, however, as they reached thousands of people in each city and generated thousands and thousands of hours of volunteer outreach. As you'll hear, I was rather impressed by the results. One other thing you'll hear is the quality of our internet connection as I reached Jasmine while she was in Guatemala over some less than perfect Wi-Fi, which required multiple Skype calls and the use of several different internet cafes. Still, things turned out pretty good, and this is well worth the listen. Now then, on to Jasmine. If you're ready to begin, could you give us a bit of your biography and background, how you came to do what you're doing, and then we'll talk about the permaculture action tour.
1: Yeah, of course. Wow. Yeah, so thanks Jasmine and my journey and and working with permaculture as well as bringing that in to the entertainment world, it started, I would say about three years ago when I decided to move to Costa Rica because I was so eager to learn how to grow my own food. And I was living in California prior to that and was just thinking to myself one day stuck in traffic, like, where does this orange even come from? How did this, where did this, how did this happen? And I don't even know where my food comes from and realizing that there is such a huge disconnect there. So I moved to Costa Rica and lived with a local family there in a, in a small mountain village uh, a few hours outside of San Jose and really just started learning like, oh my gosh, this is so much more than food and lines or or recycling our or waste. It's It's so much more than that. And that's when I my interest and my curiosity into the permaculture world really began in central america and i i'm a dancer and a a vocalist and that's something that's kind of always been on my path most of my life and last year performing at a music festival in costa rica called envision festival i met the polish ambassador and the opportunity came up of like, you know, wouldn't it be cool if like while we're traveling around, we we actually linked up with the local environment and with the communities, and and have projects with them. It's like, yeah, that'd be great. And he goes, yeah, and you can dance with me. It'll it'll be awesome. And <laughs> it kind of happens organically, just like that. And yeah, that's kind of how it was birthed. Just at a music festival where I wanted to do a lot of workshops learning permaculture and how people are using it in different countries and there were speakers from all over the world. So it was just kind of this wonderful convergence of people who were already in that in that thought process but hadn't really figured out where to tie all the loose ends to make it really all come together. So it's it's kind of like my short biography of how I, I got involved in this work. Just pure curiosity and tenacity
0: in meeting so many people with that convergence did that change your perspective on what permaculture is that's been a common question is you know what is permaculture and the more that i talk to people and have discussions about it the broader and broader that our perspective on what it is becomes
1: oh yeah absolutely and like i said when i went to that farm in costa rica i was thinking you know okay i'm gonna learn like when to plant things and how to grow and this and that. And, and yeah, I learned a lot of that. But permaculture to me is, is so much larger than a garden bed, right? Like, it's, it's not just about gardens. For this whole system, this whole new way of looking at the world and the place that I play in it. As well as seeing all of the intricate parts and how to connect those parts together so that they work in the most harmonious way. And to be honest, in in the last year of my work in permaculture, it's for me, it's more the social aspect of like how we use these design ideas and theories to create these human environments in which we interact with ourselves in a more harmonious way. We interact with our communities as well, like, as interacting with the earth in a way that's kind of more regenerative, way more regenerative, way more cyclic, in a way that's way more complementary. It's, yeah, it's so much more than, than, like, these design tools that, like, teach us how to work in harmony with nature. I don't know. I mean, it's that as well, but it's not that rigid. It's, it's I guess it's kind of hard to define, eh?
0: <laughs> but your experience speaks to what I feel that many people are discovering, is that we kind of begin in the garden, and then as that develops and we get used to those kinds of patterns, the, the tools of design and the framework of permaculture just kind of broaden from there.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a whole new way of looking at life, isn't it?
0: It kind of feels sometimes like it is a new way of life from the systems that we were in before. Then is it in your role as a dancer and a vocalist and an entertainer that the Permaculture Action Tour developed and your role in that, or where does that intersection begin?
1: Well, you know, it really came from just these regenerative connections that that were made at these different convergences and through several conferences and things that I'd been to when the when polish put out the call of like hey i i want to do this tour i guess my name came up a few times of like you know this this woman jasmine she she's a performer and she's also a community organizer and i uh, i was reached out to shortly after that a little more than a year ago and i said of course Of course, I'll do this. This is my dream. I get to to perform all over the country as well as connect with people who are doing this good work and, and really help their work get out there and get known and get seen and be able to learn from these facilitators all over the country. I mean, it was it was kind of an experience of like, a, I can't, of course, I'm going to do that. <laughs> I can't say no. Yeah, that's how that intersection happened.
0: Can you tell us a bit more about the Permaculture Action Tour? Like, how many cities did you go to? What kind of interactions did you have along the way?
1: Yeah, of course. So, um, the Permaculture Action Tour was, as far as I know, the first of its kind. We, We started in Nevada City in August, And we went to all the way to New York until November and we went to 33 cities and in every single city we had an action day and these action days were designed to first like first and foremost, we would gather people through the concerts, so we go and perform at these venues and sold out a good bit of them and what we did the Hour before the show, is we would reach out, we put out a call months ahead of time to anyone in that those cities and those communities who were doing permaculture work, who were doing sustainability work, eco education, per- social permaculture things like this, and so we would invite these facilitators from all parts of the city. To come and speak to our audiences that night, and kind of just give them like a little taste of all of the the deliciousness that's stirring up in their own towns that they may have not known about on the way to this, you know, music show. And then throughout the night, we would have different speakers come up, and and Polish and Ayla and Mr. Liff would say some words and tell people, hey, you know, tomorrow we're gonna be at this eco village or at this person's house, and we need hands. It's gonna be, and we're gonna learn how to do X, Y, or Z, and you all, have, you guys should all count, and really just got people jazzed at the concerts. And we didn't really know how it would go, right? Because people are at these concerts until sometimes midnight or one o'clock in the morning. And a lot of these these project days, they would start at like nine or 10 in the morning. And you know, we knew that people, maybe 10, 15, 20 people would come out. But what happened the first day about a City, we were teamed up with Common Vision, which is a wonderful organization that does fruit tree planting at elementary schools all over the west coast we had a hundred people show up where we it was kind of like we were running out of tools and like things for people to do so we were you know we had some people cooking and making food and it just kind of happened that way every single day we were put in awe at the work that was going on in these cities and just yeah so honored to to meet people who were like, all right, it's a Saturday morning, like let's <laughs> let's go build an earth bench. Let's go let's go make an earth ship. You know, it's it's phenomenal.
0: It's one of the things that I like about having a particular role in the permaculture community is that there are a lot of people who are big names and, you know, mainstream presenters who we've all heard of but there are so many people who are doing good work in towns and cities around the world that they're working on their little project and if it's not for things like the permaculture action tour or other people reaching out to them we don't hear about them
1: yeah you know that was the most exciting thing that a lot of our fans told us at these days was that like wow i didn't even know this was here this is so amazing like oh, I can come and learn about this. A lot of people, they had these, you know, a lot of the volunteers, at least these aren't people who are, you know, permaculturists or uh, sustainable designers or eco-educators. These were just people who came for a concert and said, oh, okay, that sounds interesting. And they came and they had no idea about all of this, like, really wonderful work that they could be a part of and really a way that they could connect with their community in a way that's a little bit more lasting you know, having a drink with someone at a bar or, you know, seeing someone in the road, like you're building something with someone that's going to be there in your community every day to remind you of of the work that you did. It's kind of, it's, you know, it's even lives longer than the project. It's really the seed that it plants within that community. It's really, really beautiful to see.
0: That planting of a seed is something that Dave, Jackie, and I've talked about in the past is that As much as we may wish to design ourselves out of a permaculture project so that it doesn't need the designer to live, because they are human-based systems, we still need people involved in order to keep different things running and to make use of the yields that we're creating. And it sounds like this action tour and being able to bring people together in the way that you have really helped to germinate that process and get more people involved who might not have been touched by it normally
1: yeah absolutely and i think that's the the overall purpose of what we did and why it was so important is i feel like and and this isn't to generalize with all musicians but like you know a lot of times at these festivals and at these concerts there's really this quality of of impermanence right like we come together you use all these resources to have these big events and these people come together and they dance and laugh for good times maybe they're drinking maybe they're doing some other things and what happens after that you know you have this amazing experience for a few hours but what what's the real like What's the real sustenance in it? And I feel like that doesn't happen a lot. It's happening way more often for sure. And it's definitely becoming the norm in some circles. But it's we still got a lot of people to reach. And so we're really hoping that like other artists see what this what this work could be like and how beneficial it could be to their fans and their communities to really broaden it out. Right. Because still with even the permaculture world, it's, there's, there's like a little scene building. There's, we see a lot of, of the same, we see a lot of the same and my hope and my dream is to broaden this message as far as it will go, because this is, this has changed this tour and, and, Beyond the tour, just the work, the connections, the knowledge that I've acquired, um, the the empowerment, really, that knowing that I can do these things. I, I want to get that to as many fan bases and communities and genres as possible.
0: <laughs> you speak to so many things that I'm encountering as I continue with my work and going to different events and meeting with different people, that idea of seeing the same, that even within design, you... S- a lot of the techniques are being replicated over and over again, and we see the same things on every site. But I think more about the communities that when I go to a lot of events, I wind up seeing the same people over and over again, and that doesn't necessarily reach beyond the permaculture community. And I was wondering about how you were able to reach the people you did, who you brought to the different concerts, both the presenters as well as the audience members, Like, how did you find who you wanted to talk to and then promote what it was that you were doing that others might be able to replicate this
1: where they are? Well, you know, as far as finding the individuals, like on the West Coast, a lot of us, because we've been to these types of gatherings before, we knew people all over parts of California and Oregon and Washington and Colorado as well. But as we started to get further east, a lot of our, like, you know, closer circles. We didn't really have as many contacts. So we, we, we just put out the cold call on the internet. Meaning mean, myself and my team, we were just Googling things and looking at, looking for different Facebook groups in each city. Like, you know, for instance, Boston food forest or Boston permaculture, or Boston sustainability. And then we put out a, a call network on our Facebook, the Permaculture Action Tour page and just ask hey, we're going to to Minneapolis like who are people in that area doing work? Who are people that could use our support? Who are people that we can highlight? Who are people that we can connect with to do a project in your community and it's it's really crazy the power of people the power of community you know even our thing know thank god to the internet that that community reaches so much further which i think was a huge part of this tour and this movement being such a success was definitely the power of social media. This, we use that a lot to find the facilitators and the different groups and organizations that we ended up pairing up with. And then at the shows, we would we, we would put it on Facebook several times on our pages, Polish would post about it. And during the show a few times, him and um, our wonderful vocalist, Elinario and our MC, uh, Mr. Lif, We'd just talk about it—not a whole lot—but they would mention it several times throughout throughout the show. And we'd have these really beautiful flyers telling them everything they needed to know. And if they couldn't come to the uh, to the action day, we had we built resource lists every week, which are still online um, for all 33 cities that we went to, of all the different organizations in your in your greater community that if you want to continue this work or if you want to start taking courses or volunteering, where you can go, the when, what, how, where, all of the information we needed. And that was a big way that we reached the people and got them to come to the Action Days.
0: So you're really engaging with social media before the event began and using the internet and then during your time there, engaging directly with the people who attended your concerts?
1: Absolutely, yeah. So there was a team, um, of the permaculture team was five people. We had one media representative and four community organizers. And we had booths set up usually really close to the stage where people can come and talk to us all day. And in that booth, we would have a few people from the, from each city come out and they'd have all of their information and, and different ways that the the people who came to the concert could engage with them further than the concert, further than the action day. So there was a lot of just on-the-ground interaction. I, I think our largest job um, as a permaculture action team was really to connect those dots, like connecting the dots between the fans and, and the people in the area, the facilitators in, in those cities.
0: So then you were bridging between the people who were already involved in sustainability and the natural world within each of those communities and then connecting them with the audience members who would come out to the show that night.
1: Yes, absolutely. And each city that we went to, um, like our, we didn't really have like a criteria we were looking for. Um, And in some places we didn't have like a whole lot to really (laughs) choose from as far as who we were going to do the action day with. You could could imagine. And in a lot of places, it was really hard to decide because there's, you know, in the Bay Area and, and in Tahoe and in Portland and Seattle, like so much amazing things like these are happening. So it's really hard to to choose which organization that we wanted to do our action day with. And as the day started getting bigger, more popular, we had to create several different uh, action days, several different sites in certain cities like in Denver and um, in Portland, we had four plus sites because we couldn't fit everybody on one.
0: When you had the four sites, then did you stay for multiple days then in that city, or was that just getting volunteers out to each of those individual locations?
1: We would get volunteers out to those individual locations on that one day. Um, the the pace of the tour was really fast, and in some ways even contradictory to like permaculture principles. But you know, it's a new thing. We're, we're We were really just like a new territory. Next time, I think it will be based throughout several days. The the model that we're building for the future is that we get to spend like a whole weekend and really get to dive deep. But on the days, like in Portland and Denver, where we had four or five different sites. We would split up, some of us, or we would end up converging at one site at the end of the day. But yeah, it was all going on simultaneously. It's really impressive how smoothly it flowed.
0: I want to ask you a question about that flow. But before we get there, I was wondering, how large were some of your concerts, and how many people did you have show up at some of your sites?
1: Well, our largest show, I would say, was in Denver. And it was at the Fillmore in Denver. And uh, that holds 4,000 people. And the action days in Denver, I believe we had, we had four sites in Denver and one site in Boulder. Five sites going on um, simultaneously. And we got the final estimate at being over 400
0: I think of perma blitzes and one day events and everything that I've interacted with here on the East Coast. And my experience thus far is that the East Coast outside of New York and a couple of cities in the Northeast has much smaller permaculture communities. So, you know, we're happy if we get 10 or 15 people out to an event. So 400 is absolutely incredible to hear from me.
1: Well, you know, we definitely noticed that as we were traveling further and especially once we passed, you know, the Mississippi River. But it was really inspirational for me because like in places like Orlando and in Charleston and even in Columbia, you know, where I really because I I went to college in in the southeast in South Carolina and I didn't know I had never heard about this world. And so I I honestly went in there kind of with the prejudgment of this is going to be really difficult. But what we came to find is that there is so much happening. And that's why it was so important to have these at the shows, these um, different organizations coming and representing at the shows and talking to our audience. Because a lot of people that we notice on the East Coast, they're hungry for it. This is a lot of people's first time, you know, touching a shovel or, or planting something or harvesting something for the first time. But it's just a matter of not knowing that it's there. There, it, we definitely noticed that it's much smaller than um, on the West Coast, but it's it's thriving out on the East Coast. And I think it's, it's something that's coming on stronger and stronger, especially with I, we still keep in contact with a lot of our facilitators in, in each city and the people, the volunteers who went there. And I noticed a few weeks ago, a volunteer in Charleston did their own Action Day um, a few months afterwards. And, you know, this was someone who told me at the Action Day that we had back in in October that, you know, they had never, ever planted anything before. They'd never used a rake. And now they're at their house tearing out their front lawn and putting a mini food forest. It's it's insane. (laughs) It's amazing.
0: It's a lot of really great growth to hear about. In bringing so many people together as volunteers, do you feel that having trained organizers as part of the tour made a difference?
1: yeah yeah absolutely you know all of us were organizers before this in some way or another definitely not to the capacity of what the tour was it definitely helped um a lot but you know it's we're hoping to continue our training and get and get even better and broaden our team and really because what's happening now is A lot of different artists and a lot of different people are wanting their permaculture action and not just a tour, but to be living and be a thriving part of their city. And so, yeah, I think people making that effort to be organizers in some way or maybe to get some formal permaculture training, it's definitely growing. And the need for it is growing as well. But it helped big time for all of us to have had some sort of experience organizing and planning and connecting. And we had Ryan Rising on tour with us, and he's a social and ecological permaculture educator. And having him on tour was, was just, it was such a necessary part of it.
0: So between your organizers and your educators, the team as a whole was better able to reach out to the communities that you were interacting with then?
1: Yeah, you know, each of us served like very specific uh, services on the tour, but all of us, yeah, we really complimented and held each other in a way that made it all possible. It, It would not have been possible for me or just Ryan or Aaron or Jade. To, to do this on our own <laughs> it really helped with the outreach for sure to have a full team or just you know people who were dedicated because like we like I said it's we didn't really have a map to follow of like how to do this and we were really we're pretty diligent about taking notes and and after the whole experience of like okay that was really good that was great but like what didn't work what parts like didn't fit as well what would we change? What will we add? What would we take out? But appreciating the experience, but really looking at it and seeing like, okay, how can we make this system flow a little bit easier? So you know that, yeah, we can design ourselves out of the system a little bit. It was uh yeah, it was a really interesting experience.
0: You were talking with us about the positives and negatives, those learning experiences on the road of the action tour.
1: Yes, absolutely. Well, the positives were for me... Like, just the amount of connections that were made on that tour, going all over the country and seeing that this work is happening, because there was a period in my life not very long ago where I, too, was just so hungry for just, like, looking for something more, looking for more sustenance, looking for a deeper way to connect with people, looking for a way, a practical way to connect with the planet. So for me, like the connections that I made of all the people who are doing that work and all the people who I could continue to study with and learn from, that was by far the best thing for me. And being able to kind of take a step back and look at, like I said, these these people who came to these shows who had never done anything like these action days before, connecting with those facilitators who live there, who they can continue to build deeper relationships with and, and acquire knowledge from each other and learn from each other, that by far for me was was really the most rewarding part. Just knowing that this is going to live on, just seeing the excitement in people's eyes as, as people are getting deeper, deeper connected with their communities is was so phenomenal. But of course, like, There are a lot of negatives that can come from just the way that we did the tour. We were moving so, so fast, so fast. We were, there's the first two weeks we had six shows each week, one off day, and we had seven action days (laughs) a week. So there wasn't really, uh, there wasn't really any true break time. And that can just take its toll on people being in small quarters with, People and the, the, what personalities can interact. I mean, it was really about the permaculture outside of the guard side of the atmosphere. Like, okay, how can we apply these, this thing that we're telling people about all across the country? How can we apply this into our group dynamic? It was, it definitely got really difficult at moments just being so exhausted, so tired, and having to go, like not being able to stop. And myself, as well as kind of holding those two positions of a performer. As well as an organizer, there's really like no all time there, and it, it it's it gets difficult to to really take it all in when one doesn't have their own space, doesn't have you know more than seven minutes alone each day <laughs> without the exception of showering apart from some, from people. It's it's tiring. It was really exhausting. There was a. Uh, two months really after a tour that I kind of just like came back to my home in Berkeley and really just grounded in like, okay, what just happened? (laughs) And slept and slept (laughs) a lot. It's, I mean, we, we never really got any off time. Like between the, the, the schedule was show every night and then an action day the following morning and then the commute to the next show. And so, a lot of these action days we some of them we were able to like plan months in advance, and some of them we pulled them together the day before, and so we would be on our we had a mobile office in our car. It's pretty funny we had a little hot spot, and we all were taking turns driving through the night um <laughs> like organizing these action days, reaching out to facilitators to come and speak at our shows I mean, it was really intense, really fast, so that was definitely like. It was like it was a negative in the sense that like it was one of the more challenging is definitely the, the challenging part was not having a lot of space, not having a lot of time. But at the same time, out of that came the largest lessons, right? Like observe and interact. Like when you're in a car with someone for eight hours and you have a problem, like you're going to have to get over that real quick or it's going to be a really long car ride. <laughs> and so learning to observe really observe the other person and understand where they're coming from and and take in all of the other accounts. Like, okay, maybe that was like, maybe that was a harsh statement, but we're tired, we're sleepy, we're hungry, (laughs) like really taking the time to, to take in all of these different factors and and account for those before we interact. And it, it helped us a lot. We really had to bring each other back and say, "Hey, hey, Hey, what are we doing here? What's, what's important right now? a challenging but also the most rewarding part was working with my team and really making it all happen because it really just took all of us working and supporting each other it professionally and personally, it, you know, when you're with someone 20 hours a day, like you become more than just work associates and team members, you really become a family. And, and we have to support each other in the ways that like, we can, some of us were the mediators, some of us were the the initiators, like, okay guys, let's do this. And some of us were, were the healers who were cooking and giving massages and making sure that we all had water. It was all just such an intricate, each person played such an intricate role. Um, And as hard as that was to accept, sometimes it was what got us through and what made the whole tour as a a whole a success was being able to to live (laughs) with four other people for for 40 days and
0: 40 nights. And 33 different cities in 40 days and 40
1: nights. 33 different action days, 33 shows...
0: (laughs) How many miles traveled in that trip?
1: Oh wow, <laughs> the permaculture question. <laughs> well, right. <laughs> we, I think we calculated it at being just under ten thousand miles. It was a long trip, long, long trip. <laughs> so we actually, our um, our videographer Zach Fabian from Fabian Productions, is actually working on the permaculture action tour documentary and short film that's due to release hopefully by the summer and we've got a campaign going on for that right now that this is going to help him do all the editing and get things together but it really he was um he was in our car with us and he really was able to capture some you know just well outside of the action days and of the facilitators but as well as that they're are a lot of interviews with, with these facilitators that we worked with and got the amazing opportunity to collaborate with on these action days. Um, and of course, the music side of it, backstaging the, the madness that happened in our green room and the transport to each city. There's some really good stuff on there. We're really excited to, to share that with people.
0: One of the things that I like about where the permaculture community is heading these days is to be embracing more of that gift economy and the crowdfunding and community-funded projects that provides a lot more opportunity for us to do more than what we might as individuals.
1: It's the same way with with a garden, right? Like, if we're just growing one type of crop, like, it's going to be some really unfertile soil. So we're really wanting as much coming in from different areas and from each person as possible to make them more resilient Eco structure as well as a resilient human community, the tour wouldn't have been possible without the 700 backers on our Indiegogo campaign last summer that said, hey, we believe in this. And $1, $2, $5, $10, $100, whatever it is that each person had to give, it really showed the power of that and the power of community.
0: Are you planning another permaculture action tour?
1: You know, we we aren't really ready to, to announce the next tour just yet. We want to keep a little bit of surprise for people, but there is a there are a lot of things happening, a lot of things with the Permaculture Action Network. We will be at every festival that the Polish Ambassador plays in, and for our first few shows that we're still waiting to announce, we've got Action Days already in the works, and. So if people want to continue to hear about that and and connect with us so they know where we are and how how they can come and volunteer with us and even get involved in certain ways, we can all meet up at permacultureaction.org or permacultureaction to our Facebook page.
0: Are you open to people inviting you to their city if they would like an event like this held where they are?
1: Absolutely. Please, all of you out there, if you all or working on a project, or if you're an artist, um, if you're a performer, if, if you want to change your front yard into a food forest, please, please reach out to me. Um, my All of our personal contact is on the permacultureaction.org page. And yeah, like we want this to grow as much as possible. I'm so hoping to what, what I was saying earlier about expanding and, and broadening the faces within permaculture, broadening, The projects that we're doing. That's the key piece there is people coming and reaching out and just making those connections in that way. We're hungry for it. We're ready. Whatever you're doing, let us know. We'd love to be a part of it.
0: And with that, we've covered everything that I had in mind for our conversation. Do you have any final thoughts for our listeners?
1: Don't put any limitations on what is possible. Uh, A year ago, we... We're on the beach in Costa Rica, the Polish ambassador, Ryan Rising, uh, a lot of us. And this is just an idea of something that could maybe happen. But like with the the backing of all of the, the people who supported us on Indiegogo with the facilitators in each of these cities that came together with the fans and the audience that came out to each show with the different artists that were supporting us and, and all of us coming together and working as a team, our whole lives are changed. And I really believe that the lives of the people who we touch and who were all involved in this process and who continue to be involved with it are forever changed. And so it doesn't have to be a permaculture action tour. It could just be planting your first herb garden or planting your first seed or composting for the first time, whatever it is. Like, it's so possible and know that there is a community out there who is going to support you and have the knowledge and experience that you want or that you need or that you're looking for. And whatever your little piece in this permaculture action world (laughs) movement is, I encourage all of you to just find that.
0: Well, thank you, Jasmine, for this conversation and that message.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to see the work that you're doing. Thank you so much for connecting so many people with all of these wonderful individuals around the world.
0: And that was Jasmine Svegdra of the Permaculture Action Tour. You can find out more about her, the organization, and the tour at permacultureaction.org. You will find links to that site, the Facebook page for the group, to the Polish Ambassador, and to the campaign for their forthcoming video, being produced by Mr. Fabian. As this episode goes out, there are 16 days left for the fundraiser, and they are over halfway to the goal. Go lend a hand if you were able. Walking away from this conversation, I'm reminded of a common question I receive. How can we make permaculture more mainstream? If that is the direction you want to go, then what Jasmine and the rest of the folks involved in the Permaculture Action Tour are doing is a way to accomplish that. Use music, art, and entertainment to cast a large net and draw people in. Once they're there, engage them with what it is that we do as permaculture practitioners. Share why it matters and how it can make a difference to attendees. Let them know about what is already happening in their own backyard that they might not know about. Take them to a site where they can learn more and get their hands dirty. Invite them into our world. As you create that invitation, consider the importance of training and how that can help make what you do, wherever that may fit into the community, more effective. The success of this tour speaks volumes for the individual roles experience and education of the various team members if you want to do community organizing take a workshop spend some time on youtube watching videos on whatever subject that interests you find ways to improve your mind so that you can in turn change the world you can do it so go get out there if you need a hand along the way get in touch with me email show at the com. call 717 827 6266 or write the permaculture podcast p.o. box 16 Dauphin, Pennsylvania 17018. Finally, before bringing this episode to a close, I would like to thank Jay, John, Jill, Brad, Philip, and Alina for supporting the podcast via Patreon. Your assistance really helps to make a difference. If you would like to know more about that program, and what you get from signing up to lend me a hand, go to patreon.com slash permaculturepodcast and check out the various reward levels as well as the goals that I'm trying to reach. Until the next time, take care of Earth, yourself, and each other.